1: It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All
2: across America and around the planet, we're Red Eye Radio. Download our Red Eye Radio app today because if you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations, because we're live right now, Except if you're listening in the future <laughs> then you can listen when and where you want on your smartphone and your smart speakers uh here's the the one number I wanted to give out about the the polling that was done where it shows really all of America knows what's going on with yeah, with course. Twitter yeah as the media tries to hide it it's almost it's almost a you know the emperor has no clothes scenario is what right. it is yeah uh and <laughs> The media is well, okay. What, what's going on? And the whole public knows what's going on. You know, it's like we said about Biden before. Mm. Uh, on the border, mm. when you know, when when uh, he, the White House has said the border is secure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he knows he's lying. The media knows he's lying. Mm-hmm. We all know he's lying, mm-hmm. but nobody will call him out on his line. Right it's so like just ignore it as if it's not happening right and i think it was from the from the hill.com i think it was Concha who did the uh, who did the analysis of how fact checking just disappeared completely during the biden administration right just right. was gone just there's, gone like there's no fact checking right. they just don't do it anymore because there's so many lies every day that if they were going to do, if they were going to hold Biden to the Trump standard, they'd never stop. And what did the what was the what uh, did the Washington Post uh,
0: fact checker Glenn Kessler what, the,
2: what did he give What did he give a Biden? Uh, this was the first time I believe that this was ever done. Yeah. What was it like? In a a ter-
0: bottomless Pinocchio. Yeah,
2: bottomless Pinocchio.
0: Bottomless Pinocchio. <laughs> like something you. Would order at Applebee's. Hey, can I get the bottomless mm. Pinocchio? Just keep it coming until I tell you no more. Um, that but but it's and by the way, it's like Glenn Kessler basically just gave up. Ah, forget <laughs> it. Forget but, it. It's just bottomless. It's Pinocchio. It's Pinocchio. It's, I'm not even going to do it anymore. Bottomless Pinocchio forever. Pinocchio.
2: It, it's it's like in the in the uh, uh, the White House press room. Everyone mm. in that every reporter in their nose she's completely incompetent she doesn't answer any questions and they're laughing behind her back because she has to look at the book and then when she got the answer wrong last week that sent it into the stratosphere right and and so everybody knows she's completely and totally incompetent yet they continue everybody continues each and every day nobody will call her out on being incompetent because she can't do that right right but everybody knows she's incompetent everybody knows she's completely clueless has no idea what's going on anywhere. And they just well, this is our job. We go through the motions. We ask the questions. We know none of them will get answered. Yeah. And but this is what we do, and we just continue, continue, yeah. continue, continue to do this. Right? Why not? And but the public knows what's going on. The public, the public sees it. Mm-hmm. But here with uh, Twitter, seventy-seven percent of respondents of likely voters believe it's likely that social media companies like Facebook. Uh, And Twitter, censor news and and commentary because of political bias. Including more than half, 52%, who think it's very likely. Hmm. Only 14% say it's unlikely social media sites are engaging in political censorship.
0: (laughs) Who are these people? (laughs) I want to talk to those people. Exactly.
2: Well, wow. broken down by political affiliation, Republicans seventy percent are more likely than Democrats thirty nine percent and Independents forty nine percent to think it's very likely that social media companies censor news and community because of uh, uh, excuse me commentary because of political bias. Mm. But that's very likely. But but likely, yes, it's it's way up there as you see seventy seven percent. Yeah. So the the public knows what's going on. They know exactly what's going Fun. on and it's media' is like, "Oh no, we have no idea what's going to, what, what 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 are you talking about, huh? Uh, we huh? don't know uh, 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 so uh, I just thought I would uh, throw uh those numbers out to you, which is the problem that the administration has, mm-hmm. the problem that the media has, yep. because eventually they're going to have to admit it, and then eventually, what does it lead to? you're not covering the the whole Twitter thing, and then it leads right to the laptop, yep. A lot of discussion yesterday on social media uh, about uh, the uh, the Washington Post story uh, about uh, Hunter Biden and his uh, a group of friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, wanting you know, basically trying to intimidate witnesses early on with yeah. that Washington Post article, and that that seemed to to gather steam. Uh, you know, yesterday on that, I didn't see really much defense at all. I didn't see any defense on social media yeah. saying, "Well, what Hunter is doing is is right," because uh-huh. that's another thing.
0: You know, uh, that's with- typically, by the way, what you would hear. You know, if 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 Hunter and his gang of eight ball was doing something, <laughs> <laughs> was that a cocaine reference? Uh, if if you know if they if they were any defenders at all, you would hear nothing but that. We 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 say that's a, a pretty good measurement. Quite often, is that when they come out and and I mean they get very defensive and they'll and and then they believe they've got you on the facts, and then it's it's on and you'll see it on social media. There is none of that for Hunter Biden. In fact, a number of issues on the left, you're not hearing it. The media ignores all of these things for a reason, because once you get into that discussion, you the facts are going to rise to the top, whether you like it or not. And the facts don't care. The truth, the truth doesn't care about what you feel, how you vote, who these individuals are. The truth is the truth. These things have already happened. It's in the past. You can't undo it. That's the best you can hope. Uh, to do is get out in front of it politically and on this one i don't know how you do that
2: and that's the problem that they've always had one of the problems is that the whole twitter story leads right up to uh the influence peddling that the majority of america knows what's going on there right and wants that also investigated yeah and so they really can't win this and i really think they're at a point where they don't know
0: what to do no, I, and, I think that's I, I I honestly do I think that's it because we we talk about it uh like with the um the inflation numbers uh that came out and you know there's you know look it's everything's great uh it's the because what else do you do well, uh, that on that it's 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 different than than what's going on on a because the the scale potentially of this whole thing with a with a laptop Uh, is, is crazy to think about, but what else can you do if you're in that position?
2: I did see, what was it? I did see one article that was written, Freddie DeBoer from Substack, the Twitter files and basically says, I don't care about it. I just don't care about it. I don't care about it. I just don't Uh care about it. Uh huh. Uh, the old company ran bad. The new company will run bad. I just don't care about it. I just don't that basic. And I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah. Throw out the, uh, throw out the whole thing. uh, I don't (laughs) (laughs)
2: care. Exactly. I'm at a higher morality because I claim that it's all, you know, this, it's not important. Well, It's sort of the populist viewpoint that they're all crooked. And, and so they're all crooked. So I don't want to get involved in it because they're all crooked. Right. Yeah. That's, it's like, yeah, thanks for the article. Let's move on. Yeah. Right. Uh, because there are, you know, many people wish to have the truth in in all of these instances like we all do, because we, we could sit there and basically say, look, uh, everything's screwed up in the world. So I just give up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's quiet quitting, isn't it? <laughs> and some and some people do that. But, yeah, the, right. but the majority don't. The majority right. say, I want to go have a life. You know, I want to mm-hmm. go have a life. And. Having a life means that you deal with problems each and every day. You just don't say everything's crooked, so I'm not going to do it. you. You don't give the stupid excuse, for example, and just say we're doomed, and then move up. Oh, wait a minute!
0: <clears throat> oh, we're doomed. <laughs> we are. So you like doomed. how I turn
2: that around? Oh, we're
0: totally. Did doomed. Did you
2: like that? Did you like how I turn that around on yeah, us? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't. Friend.
0: I don't care if it's Elon Musk owning Twitter or Jack Dorsey and the. It's it. They were all bad. Throw them all out. <laughs> term Larry, limits for Larry, Twitter Larry, executives. Larry, uh, Larry, Larry, do it. Merry Christmas.
2: Term limits. Term yeah. limits for yeah, Twitter. That's, executives. Right.
0: that's right. That's that'll right. That'll solve can, the problem. Nobody can own it for more than two years. I no.
2: want the silver bullet. Give that's me the right. silver bullet.
0: Yeah, they're only in it for the money <laughs> <laughs> and the oil. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just throw that in. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, old... now
2: well, now the problem's going to be, over the next few years, big wind and big solar. That's right. No, big wind and big sun.
0: Yeah. Well, pretty soon, it'll be big laser when we get closer to fusion. Of course, that's going to be... Now, listen. We're not going to be alive, Eric. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking to people li- listening in the future. Because you know what's going to happen. You know, finally, when we retire, when you reach 120, I'm 110, and we decide... Okay, fine. We'll retire. Uh, then this will live on somewhere in the um, Webosphere and somebody a discover it. What was this? Okay, so I want to talk to those people of the future. You're going to hear things, kids, like big laser. Big laser is only in it for money. And fusion only brings about. Confusion! You're going to hear these things by the environmentalists who are against lasers. Oh my gosh! The, the anti-laser Nader. movement.
2: The Ralph Nader
0: of the, the yeah, Ralph Nader of the future. Exactly. Who said
2: Nixon Exxon? Yeah, I actually saw him. Yeah, speak when I was in college, my first year of college, and so Ralph Nader. I go, let me check him out. And it was like right. Nixon Exxon. Yeah, so. Fusion, confusion. con-fusion. <laughs> yeah, so
0: just want to be prepared for that because they're going to try and take your lasers away. Do not, Kids, do not let them take your lasers. <laughs> Fusion is real. Uh, whoa. <laughs> oh, because you know it's going to happen. I'm shocked that we didn't have protesters out there you know yesterday i mean there may have been some some protesters outside but i mean more visible on on social media and everywhere else we can't go this direction stop the fusion (laughs) 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 oh yeah this is uh, this is exactly where it's going to go because environment environmentalists can't help themselves you know the lasers are going to kill the trees whatever However, it's going to go down, you know, they make it up as, as they go along. Oh, okay. So we will too, you know, I mean, what's in the lasers. That's the question. <laughs> oh
2: man. Are so, the lasers healthy? It, this is, you know, but yes, but getting back to the original topic. So we which don't into wh- Which so, was what? So we didn't get, we don't get into bicameral uh discussions. <laughs> or bicarmel. Uh the um seventy-seven percent. So everybody knows, but it's almost as it, really it's the media is treating it as if like and and so you wonder where this goes because uh I, I think if you're a journalist like us, we have no problem covering any story. We don't hide a story. There's no story that we hide. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine hiding a story. No why would you hide a story because you're a political you're a political activist you're not a journalist the right. the so many of those at the people at the new york uh, new york times washington post abc cbs nbc the legacy mainstream media they are political activists they have no concern about journalism and getting you the truth they're pushing a narrative once you cannot push that narrative anymore once you as a as a outfit that is supposed to disseminate information even if you do it as a political activist mm-hmm. once it's not working anymore think about it when you have to get as a political activist that your plan of action is let's just say nothing mm-hmm. well, you've lost
0: yeah yeah you because then you have
2: you have no message. They right. can't have any. They're, they have had no message over the last two weeks on this because they can't. Because now it's obvious that they were part of the collusion, whether it's a conspiracy or culture, to hide a true story from the American public.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. So they have nowhere to go. And if you're a if you're a political activist and say. All right, let's just not cover these stories anymore because we've been wrong on all of them, and we jumped the gun because we're political activists, and so now our strategy is we don't say anything. That's not a good strategy to have if your goal is to communicate a particular message, but when you communicate lies... Over and over and over again, eventually you have to stop communicating them when the public realizes that you're lying to
0: them. Right. And if you if you're going to keep hiding things, then how do you even continue to build a narrative? Right. Exactly. Because basically what you're doing is getting down to where nothing is happening. (laughs) Well, then what's your narrative on? Right. (laughs) Yes. Because eventually you have to hide everything. It's not important. It's not important. It's not important.
2: It does exist, but it's not important. That's why not we're recovering it. Yeah, right. But you covered your side of it for the longest time, and now they're challenging your side. Right. So you can't have that opinion. You have to be able to defend your side. Certainly,
0: you can defend your side by tearing down the other side. Right. I mean, you've never had trouble with that before. Eight six six ninety
2: red eye Electrical systems are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Know the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention to help avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Keep an eye out for lights that are dim, as this is an early warning sign that your alternator is degrading and near the end of its life cycle. Lights that are brighter than normal, on the other hand, can indicate your alternator is overcharging. You should immediately get a full electrical system check if you notice either of these warning signs.
0: This report brought to you by Luberfiner, engineering filters that are built to do more for heavy-duty fleets since 1996.
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: On Radio, he's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. And finally, this headline Ex Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey insists there was no ill intent or hidden agendas amid fallout
0: from Twitter files. No, it wasn't hidden at all.
2: No, that's the whole point. It wasn't hidden. They put it clearly in the emails, so he's Mm -hmm. technically correct on that. Yeah, right. And no ill intent. Well, no, on the parts of the people that did it, there was no ill intent. They believed it was the right thing to do to censor conservatives. Yes. That's what they believe. They
0: think it's a very Nobel thing to do. Right. To shut up Trump and Trump supporters and to ban him. And, no, that's what their mission is.
2: They think it's a very... Nobel thing, do, Nobel thing to do, and they believe it's something that's Carmel Yes. Everybody is in agreement. Well, by the way, if somebody's just it's... tuning in right now, they have no idea. They're going, you guys, you're mispronouncing all these words yes. here.
0: What's going on? And hey,
2: guys. We're just, we're doing Kareen uh, Jean-Pierre. That's right. And the Carmel was yesterday. Yes. She said it. And the calling the Nobel Prize the Nobel Prize a couple of weeks ago.
0: That's yeah. Uh, we're just uh, reading out of her playbook. Yes. Her book of and answers. I
2: know I know it's not f- for the people that understood what we were doing. It's not. It's not as funny when we have to repeat it. But
0: yeah, we'll,
2: we'll g- feel free to laugh. it. Anyway. no, we'll get emails like the first time when we were on together the first week. Yeah, and we said was well, one of us said is it over and the other said was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Oh man! I mean, I'm telling you, oh, for man. a month we got emails. You guys are idiots. The Germans didn't bomb Pearl Harbor. It was the Japanese. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the first time that you got on there and said, you know, I, look, we understand we know. the Germans didn't bomb Pearl Harbor. Yeah. It was the Italians. That was the Italians.
0: <laughs> we all know that.
2: And people were furious. Oh. It's like apparently they never watched Animal House. Uh, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's but you know, we just we'll just we'll keep it going. Yes, we- finally people start to get the humor. <laughs>
1: Call in and get a word in edgewise. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio.
2: And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, eight sixty six ninety Red Eye. Okay, a story that probably a lot of people haven't heard about yet, but it it started going viral last night, New York Post, everything else. And All right. It's somebody who I know. Okay. Okay. Somebody who I was familiar with who's extremely liberal. Hmm. Now, you and I you and I were talking football the other day. When we came in and the reason right. we're talking football is because the Dallas Cowboys won and the Buffalo Bills won, but no, none of the winning fans were happy. <laughs> right, right. Cause uh, it wasn't pretty for right. either team. It wasn't pretty for their team, but, that, but, but, but they won and we were just, we were joking and laughing. It's like, wow, well, I initially thought they must've lost because the fans were so furious. It's like, no, they right. won yeah. and they're still furious. And, and I, and then I told you about this, uh, reporter. Uh, his name is Jerry Sullivan, mm-hmm. and he uh, used to work for the Buffalo News, and now I think he took a buyout a couple of years ago, and then he worked for the Niagara Gazette and, and uh, a TV station there. And he, even though he's extremely liberal and has promoted his liberalism over the years, mm. he's always Mr. Negative. And in a day and time when you have so much of the sports media that is actually uh you think about it how many you know the the sportscasters now are employed by the team a lot of the reporters they now have sports journalists that work for the teams yeah right and if you've ever watched some of the press conferences it's almost like a love fest if your team is winning yeah and, yeah, and so yeah. now and so he uh jerry sullivan at the press conference when the bills were done josh allen the quarterback of the bills was up there and he didn't make a question he was talking about you know the offense is having problems this this and mm uh hasn't looked that good in 6 years. He goes, "Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're playing complimentary football." And then he just says to him he says, "Well, uh you don't look like you have a Super Bowl offense at all." <laughs> but what he said to him. And Josh Allen just sits and looks and goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> okay. And mm-hmm. and so that was a story in itself. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a st- because it went and yeah, if you went to uh any of the 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 you know, any of the shows and I don't really. I see it on YouTube more than anything. Yeah, you know the shows, and they're all discussing should that reporter have said that? Well, he gets he gets on a a, a podcast on, on Monday after that hmm. because then he got national attention because of that one. Okay, and uh, a a woman called and uh, you know uh, said uh, a listener uh, wrote in to the show's host and thought I thought the the goal was to gain views and viewers not turn people away, basically responding to what this reporter had said the day before, okay? Right. Uh, you know, saying, you know, you're, you're downing the team. And so he comes out and he says, <laughs> uh, he it, it criticized women sports fans and said, you know, basically women aren't sports fans. They're cheerleaders. They really don't have critical thinking and understanding what journalists do. And even though I think women are better than men, not in this case, do you understand what I mean? Well, he got fired from the <laughs> got fired from the newspaper, fired from the T V station. He apologized for his remarks, but the incredible thing is it to to me and I and you know, I know I actually have played basketball with this guy. And this goes back about twenty years ago. We played basketball couple times a year I get together uh uh with a bunch of people when I would be back in when I'd be back in New York I'd fly back normally mm. it was the day after thanksgiving and then during christmas vacation we'd play you know a couple of games of basketball right and, and and somebody asked me my response yesterday and I went well I played on the same team and he just would shoot three pointers and never make them so we got on his case for that but he was totally into virtue signaling you know, he's a liberal and he's a yeah. liberal and yeah. higher than this. And I just wanted to bring this up because here's a liberal that promotes his as in in the sports journalism genre who promotes nothing except he's a liberal and virtue signaling on a consistent basis. And here he is stereotyping all women. It goes back to what we talk about. It's the idea they don't even understand yeah, that right. they're involved in identity politics and stereotyping. Right. right and it's funny because in for example there's there's a couple of things in, in in the last couple of years i i um when i was a radio station manager i hired one of the first people in that area mm. at that same area mm. uh i think the first person woman to ever be a sports reporter and when i did it and somebody had brought that up to me a relative of this person brought it up to me when i was communicating with them and go you know you gave her a a chance nobody did that And i went oh I wasn't thinking that. I never thought that, right? And there was somebody else who I hired one time at a radio station, a minority woman. This goes back to the you know early '80s. Mm. And when I got in contact with them a few years ago, they talked about that. I never thought I could get hired. I never thought I would be hired to do that. You know. And this person said, "Because I was a black woman." And you walked in and said, "Matt, you're hired." Yeah. I said well, I never thought that. I just uh, you right. had what I wanted. Right. Yeah. You had what I wanted. You had yeah. you fit the bill of what I wanted right. in both cases so I just never thought of it. Right. And that's how I think. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you are. I just can you do the job? Right. And I, if you can do the job, I'm happy to bring you aboard and both these people were uh complete self-starters and both extremely successful in life. Extremely successful. Mm. In, in life, uh, even outside of uh, of, uh, of radio. Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh, it really caught me off guard because I'd never thought about it. Because here I am from one, a relative, and then the, the other, the person themselves, saying, you know, it was really great what you did. And I'm like, I didn't do anything great. I, I needed something. You fit the bill of what I needed. I never viewed yeah. it as I'm doing something for you because I don't think that way. It right. wasn't like I went, "Oh, I think I'll give this person a chance right. because they're a woman or because they're a black woman." I that thought never entered my mind. It was simply yeah. you're you're what I prefer to do the job. Right, because you can get the job done. Right. And and so that's how I think and, you know, and and liberals always promote, you know, that you know that they are the ones that are not bigoted, are not racist, are not the ones that stereotype. Yet we know through identity politics they're the first ones. And I think uh, for that Jerry Sullivan, uh, that and the New York Post had it, and I saw other. You know, it went, it went, uh, it was trending on uh, on Twitter as one of the top stories. So I know yeah. it's going to be out there. So I just figured, meh. I'll tell the story, but here... He, and he's always been so cocky about being a liberal and just bashing other people uh, about it, you know, that higher plane, the virtue signaling on a consistent mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. And here it is. It's like, when he did it, I went, oh, my God, he just... He he, he fit the stereotype of what liberals are right. today. Right? I hate to say that, but he fit the stereotype about what liberals do.
0: Well, and... It seemingly... Proud of that that thought. Women are just cheerleaders. They don't possess the critical thinking skills. They're not real fans of football. I got two words. Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean seriously. That, that, that ends everything that, right there. If you if if you're so dense you believe that, um, that woman knows, dude. you, you ever yeah, that, you ever heard of
2: her? That woman knows football more than ninety nine point nine percent of the people that exist out there. Yeah, today. No, and remember, nobody
0: nobody knows it. I remember saying years ago, man, it'd be cool to just sit down and, and talk football with her, right? Yeah. And then I thought, oh no, 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 I I don't want to do that. I would just sit and listen. Yeah, here, here's I have the exact
2: quote from him: "Women be better than this. The worst fans really are the women." They don't get critical journalism. They're all wannabe cheerleaders. You know what I mean? It's always oh, it's a dangerous avenue to go down to criticize women in general because they're better than men generally. But they don't get it as fans. But everything is judged by identity politics as a group. Even when even when I think he realized he said what he did wrong, he generalizes again because women in general because they're better than men. Yeah. I don't think that way. I've never thought that way in my life. I deal with people as individuals. I'm never going to, bra- well, women are better than men, or men are better than women. No, I deal with individuals.
0: You know, it's, it is it, it is really this um, bizarre mentality that he feels like he has to, you know, on one side, he just absolutely throws them under the bus and then on the other side, pretends like he's speaking out of March, <laughs> that he's actually defending. The, well, because in general, they're better. I can say things like um, having three daughters and six granddaughters, a lovely wife. I can say there are there are things that females are better at when it comes to uh, reckoning skills. I know this from being a father and grandfather.
2: Well, I think that Jordan Peterson would probably agree that there are differences between men and women. Yeah. And that that are that are good traits and
0: certain US. uh analytic uh approaches where that it's just boom. That is not the case with with you couldn't say, well, that's the case uh where you can just pick out any male and any female and that's going to be the case. That no, it, mm-hmm. nothing applies to all.
2: Traits are different, yeah.
0: But Prates. I know that, and and you know, I mean, it was it was uh, fairly apparent to me because, frankly, I mean, it, it's just a, a different kind of of thinking. Having raised, uh, you know, uh, a son and having two grandsons, uh, they're different. But I'll tell you, one of my grandsons, actually both of them, but one is older. His analytical thinking is insanely insanely great yeah, I mean, and, and 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 the thing the, the point is is that you know the left feels like that they've got to jump out and be everybody's hero but quite often they're the ones because and, and they demonstrate this over and over again because they think this way then they're quick to come out and go oh yeah and uh you know of course uh all women are better than men uh, it, it's well. You is, may
2: think this way because your wife is mm. so dominantly better than you.
0: Yeah, but she has a horrible, horrible judgment in men.
2: <laughs> That's her only fault,
0: <laughs> and, and it's a pretty big one.
2: Anybody disagree with Eric's analysis? <laughs> it
0: it 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 it's a, it's a deep flaw.
2: Oh, God, this is
0: funny. And, and I hope she hears us. <laughs> oh, she knows, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, because the thing is, is as, as a dad, you, you, all right, all right. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. And you, you know, you think you're, you're doing the right thing. You're trying to instill certain morals and principles and values into your children. And, you know, and so, yeah, there's differences. Um, Wow, it's we've we've talked about this over and over again about how the left we we always point out look they're always pointing their finger and saying well this is how the right thinks or this is because that's how they think
2: yeah we've said this a lot that's that who they, they are they, as individuals they, that if you view because we always wondered this is the one thing that was eye opening to us how come they keep thinking we're racist we're racist and we went wait a minute. They live by identity politics. They judge people by groups. Since they do that, they believe you do that. Right. And we don't do that. They do that. And, you know, him doing, by, by the way, the podcast that he was on where he said this, mm. his name, Train Wreck Tonight, is the podcast. <laughs> well,
0: living up to the title.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I just had to bring it up because the story's going to go viral here probably today. It did. It started uh, uh, yesterday, and then when the New York Post picked it up, it's like, okay, this thing's going viral. And then I saw it as one of the uh, trending topics on uh, on Twitter. His name, I'm like, oh wow, yeah, but just amazing. And I yeah. just went, wow, figures, you know, plain identity politics, and and he's been virtue signaling for years, you know, uh, you know, the greatness of liberalism, and it's like, wow, yeah. wow, just amazing. 866
1: red eye Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety red eye on Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is our Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. 866 866- 90 uh Red Eye. Good morning. Uh you know with the inflation numbers out yesterday, I was just looking at this uh I was since I was looking at a New York Post article, there was another one that was sitting right next to it. New Yorkers grapple with a 24% increase in breakfast ingredients. Wow. Well, the good news is in in the last year, yeah. just let not year and a half, but 24% increase yeah. for the things that you want for breakfast
0: in uh New York. The good news is intermittent fasting is is really good for you.
2: <laughs> more of us need to do that.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's very healthy. Many benefits. Uh, breakfast, the most important meal of the day? No. No, it is not. Clearly, it is not. You just get up and move out the door. Keep going. Wow. We need to be hungry more often.
1: That's right. <laughs> this is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across the USA and around the world, we're Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Carley. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today, and if you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations, you can listen when and where you choose on your smartphone. All right, before we get to the inflation numbers from yesterday and what the Fed might do today, I just thought i got to read a, a paragraph here because this, this really... If you want to set the table of what we have seen here, you know, the whole FTX scandal and everything else. And then mm-hmm. uh, was it, uh, uh, you know, Theranos recently? Uh, this is just this is greatness. Beware the do-gooders, uh, written by Sean Cooper uh, from uh, TabletMag.com. Sean Cooper, beware the do-gooders how a new class of capitalists couched their profit seeking in the language of social justice. Gone are the days when villains dressed the part and Wall Street vampires suited up like Gordon Gecko. These days, an American who wants to avoid being swindled needs to watch out for the T-shirt-clad do-gooders spouting the proper politics and pieties while claiming that they only wish to save the world. Hmm. The recent collapse of SBF's cryptocurrency empire, FTX, fit a larger pattern. It was a massive financial scam marketed as a moral cause that got away with it by flattering the high priests of the press and offering elected officials promises of gifts and donations. Before FTX, it worked wonders for Theranos, WeWork, and Black Lives Matter. And then billions of dollars were poured into corporate vessels Promising change, their founders cozy with the media that long ago abandoned its role as a check on the nakedly self promotional claims of the rich and powerful. With the financial and philanthropic worlds now firmly wedded, there are even bigger bubbles yet to burst, like the ESG funds, the environmental, social, and governance funds the consulting powerhouse mckinsey estimated had a total global value of 2.5 trillion through 2022 hmm. the conditions that allowed for a 10 billion dollar crypto empire to vanish into thin air have all, uh, have only become more conducive to the do good grift like a virus replicating itself inside a host's body whoa yeah wow And you think about the ESG funds, and I agree. The whole thing that we're going to make money by doing good, number one, is a con job. Yeah. By these people. Social justice, climate change.
0: Look, uh, racism with black, all a con job. There are things that you will see corporations, makers of products, providers of services do along the way to throw in some feel-good sentiment. They will quite often pretend to be good stewards. And they do it as a marketing tactic. We care about the planet. We care about this. We care about that. Sometimes it comes back to bite them, and sometimes it works for them. But if you believe that you're going to build real wealth on this, on just the simple idea of do-gooder policy, then you don't know how wealth is actually created. And it is no surprise to those, I guess, that, that pay attention to such things. I, I don't know how many different lessons there might be from the fallout of the whole FTX collapse. I I really don't. I there it's it could be analysts. There it, there are so many angles to this thing. It's it is just absolutely insane to think about. Because beyond that, I I mean you think about something that where wealth is not built on the real innovation but the idea remember the dot com bubble well the bubble was on basic it was based on things that might happen how this might play out how things might work and many i think and and uh, whether it's a an activist who is also an investor or somebody who is part of the innovation themselves uh, and, is, and might be a CEO or a founder of a company, I think they really do believe they can, they can uh, make a magic carpet fly and that people will just jump on
2: mm-hmm. it. I mean, look, I think you're right. I think there's a combination of both. There are the, the, the do-gooders that have basically no business model and and they end up convincing people why because of their oh I don't know maybe because they've been voted the most stylish of twenty twenty two okay <laughs> right. I just had to throw a for wearing fe- a hoodie Fetterman thing in there mm-hmm. uh, but you know but you know they 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 fit the image they do whatever because look we live in a society that imagery and you look at liberals imagery is everything right. it's everything yes to the left in this country right, right now right and and so if you provide the proper imagery you may be completely clueless. As to what you're doing and you still go forward and you're able to get investors and you don't even know that you're ripping them off right. because you have bought into your own hype. Right. That's part. That's probably a part of it. You might be able to look at WeWork or something like that and their mm. scandal that they mm. went through. But Theranos was pure fraud. Right. Uh, FTX were still trying to figure out Black Lives Matter Global Network pure con job, pure fraud. And then they went after the local ones who were demanding accountability. And believe me, now that was a liberal circular firing squad. Right. Black Lives Matter going after Black Lives Matter. Yeah. But they lost complete credibility because of what happened at the national level, where really, that's where the tens of millions of dollars were actually raised. And it was a con job on the American public and American industries.
0: It was was really weird before the Wall Street Journal piece on Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos came out, um, there were plenty of people that looked at that situation and looked at Elizabeth Holmes as different, strange, because there were things that just didn't didn't feel right, didn't seem right in the presentation. And it was, you know, a lot of people, I think, chalked it up to, okay, I guess we'll see, because uh, on theory... This idea of being able to go and get your blood work and being in control of that blood work and and early detection and also not having to go and have a a large amount of blood drawn in order to get uh, a CBC uh, or, you know, any of these ideas sounded very Nobel. This was a very Nobel (laughs) idea. (laughs) And... And, and you think in, in, because in the bicarmal sense and, and the bicarmal sense, I think we're all in <laughs> agreement on that. And the, the, it's <laughs> this idea of being able to go to retail drug drugstores and, and get that drug or, or the the blood test off of the shelves and, and, and then uh, detect something early. Wow. it That's a great idea. Yeah. And, yeah. and you would hope. But then it started to evolve and into the personality drive of Elizabeth Holmes. The one thing about uh, someone that she clearly, clearly, uh, I'd say worshiped Steve jobs. The one thing about Steve jobs was that, you know, that innovation was coming about and, and it, it was something that was tangible and then you know, with the advent of the smartphone, the the iPhone, um, and all these things, then you know you could you could say, oh, okay, the guy you know is onto something, and and you can't in that sense you can't come out and say, well, I've got this big idea, and without backing it up, when it comes to that kind of technology. Well, with with the Theranos thing, it was. It was um, in the abstract because not everybody's going to go get that drug test every day or the, or the blood test every day. They're, they're not going to, you know, it's just the thought of it, which is really kind of an abstract thought. Most people would never even go buy the kit any at any time in their life. So what was it built on? It was built on that personality of Elizabeth Holmes. And, and you saw that kind of uh, that adoration in the media and the treatment of her. And then, you know, there were people pointing out along the way um, that's not her real voice. She's changing her voice, which is weird. And it sounds strange, but okay. And then, of course, the fallout after the Wall Street Journal piece and the curtain was drawn. And the same with FTX. You know, SBF got that kind of adoration. From the media, built on personalities. Oh, they're different. Uh, the you mentioned the New York Times piece, or you alluded to it in the joke. You know the 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 fashion award by the New York Times. You know of of a guy just that is wearing a hoodie, and because he wears a hoodie and nobody else does, then he gets a fashion award. Uh, oh, okay. But that's the adoration where you just throw everything out mm-hmm. and we'll just we'll just say it and make it so and build things, build something up in our own mind where it's actually not real, but create that adoration in that direction mm-hmm. to the point that it, it really is, as you do that, it's kind of a gaslighting. Well, what? You're not on board with this? Yeah. Something's right wrong point. with yeah. you if you can't see right. what we see in this.
2: Everybody's on board on it. It's apt-
0: but cryptocurrencies yeah is being sold that way to begin with well and and not just and it's you know when when with the the acceptance uh of of a bitcoin and then all of a sudden it it started when it started to just kind of expand and kind of splatter out basically with so many different types of tokens so many different types of of uh cryptocurrencies and it was just insane And you had long time investment strategists and and people like uh, Warren Buffett, you know, saying, look, it's it's not real. It's not based in anything real. And it's highly volatile. You still have people that that swear by it and say, no, no, I'm in for the long game. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that when when you talk about a currency. There was first of all there was no doubt that the the U.S. government was going to get involved and was going to regulate that heavily, and that's on the way. There, it's going to be heavy regulation. Other than Bitcoin, and that is highly volatile, you know, the question is, with the collapse of FTX, has there been a lesson learned in what is real and what is not real? Right.
2: You need to invest in things that are real, like uh, Eric and I have gotten together, uh, and uh, you know th- we have an investment opportunity for you mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, new discovery uh, that was announced yesterday mm-hmm. on Fusion Energy. Yes, and and so Eric and I will be able to probably within the next two to three years have a little small power plant that you can put in your house yes. for under ten thousand dollars. Right. Uh, that will uh, that will power your house. Forever, yeah, and with one cup of water, right? So if you send one thousand dollars today to
0: our new company, Fusion GPS, yes, uh, (laughs) we also might find some political dirt on the way. But that political dirt will also power the White House for at least four years. And
2: if you were wondering about when Eric said noble and uh, I said "by bicarmel, mm-hmm. uh, here it is. Here it is. In a bicarmel, in a bipartisan uh, way, was done in a bipartisan, bicarmel way. Bicarmel, bipartisan support. In a bicarmel, in a bipartisan uh, way, was done in a bipartisan, bicarmel way. Bicarmel, bipartisan support.
0: Bi- Bicarmel. carmel and you know, on the way home, I'm going to have to buy caramel because I'm starving now. <laughs> hey, I, I think i have more security in in buy caramel than <laughs> oh no, I buy I, crypto. That, that's that's a, I know what I'm getting. There is a value. Yes. In fact, I I think it's a bargain. Eight six six ninety red eye a major
2: weather system bringing significant impacts to most parts of the country this week. A slow-moving system so sprawled out, according to USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey.
0: I think it's probably best to break it down by region.
2: That breakdown includes above-normal snowpack accumulations for western mountains, blizzard conditions in the northern and central plains, and freezing rains. Rippey says the southern plains will receive high winds and thunderstorms, but not significant precipitation. Eventually, the moisture will spread eastward, and we are looking at a winter weather event that will include freezing rain and snow in the northeast. That. Will will linger late into the week. While above normal temperatures and severe thunderstorms are expected between now and Thursday across the Deep South.
0: Pretty much everything from coast to coast, snow in California to severe weather across the Deep South, blizzard conditions in the North Central United States, snow and ice in the Midwest and Northeast, a very active week for weather across the United States. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. The USDA Report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel
1: Fuel. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric and I am Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. I am sorry, I didn't even hear about this movie till a couple of days ago, okay. but uh, but apparently the documentary, uh, which is uh, is it uh, to the end, mm-hmm. a documentary starring AOC, wow. the documentary following four women of color who are key players in the rise of the Green New Deal. Ah. And a new plan to address climate change, economic justice, and racial justice. Because climate change, or what climate, or whatever, yeah. is racist,
0: is. right? Right. Yeah. Economic justice.
2: Well, right. the the first weekend, mm-hmm. 120 screens. Yeah. 120 theaters across the nation. Yeah. Total box office. Yeah. Nine thousand six hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Averages eighty-one dollars. Per showing,
0: per screen, and the cost of tickets. What is the average cost of a theater ticket? I've. It's got to be fifteen or twenty bucks by now, right? I haven't been in so long. I I, I I mean, it's been a long time. Last last time I went, it was a matinee. I think it was. Yeah, but you got the senior discount too, so. What's the full price? I probably did <laughs> <laughs> If they'll give it to me, I'll
2: get it too. The matinee senior discount they paid me five bucks. yeah, but I had to buy a popcorn and a soda. <laughs> All right. so I end up paying a hundred dollars.
0: Uh, well, okay, so according to one search uh, from the numbers.com, it's the average so far for this year. Is nine dollars and seventeen cents, but I think that's when you factor in all discounts. Some say it's eleven dollars. A couple of sources say it's eleven bucks.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm looking right now. I went to uh, I went to one of the movie theater places, and they show the the the, <laughs> the seating in the theater. Yeah, I'm just to the for the one p.m. today. Yeah. Every seat's open.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So, so <laughs> there's if not it's, one selected. I just happen to go to it. So, if it's an average of what? What'd you say uh, per showing? 80 dollars. Eighty-one, $81 dollars. Yes. Then, and that's opening weekend. Then so. that that's nine people per showing. Yes. I want to uh, know how they did that well.
2: For an okay, this would be matinee ticket. Mm. Uh, would cost nine ninety nine. Yeah, but it's thirty percent off the evening price. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Senior eight ninety
0: nine. Oh, that's so. not much of a discount. No, not really. I'm poor. You've been around for a long time, and that's all you get. <laughs>
1: If you missed what they just said, it'll be on our app and website to hear later this morning. com.
2: And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. I just wonder if uh, AOC's documentary will make it uh, into a
0: second weekend. Or will it go straight to streaming on the DNC website? I'm wondering if they even finished any of the showings they just maybe just halfway through just turned it off <laughs> sorry folks there's not enough people to support Get it. <laughs> just move on just move on would you
2: we're we're done uh, all right so uh later on today the Fed should raise rates 50 basis points yeah half a percent
0: yeah and we'll see what that does uh to the average 30-year mortgage, which recently, uh, as of the 9th, it was at 7.5. Seven and a half, yeah. So, uh, you know, and then we, uh, as most analysts now have seen uh, and 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 many have said or written, that uh, we are definitely in a housing recession. Uh, the recent story that came out from our area where you've got some, in some areas, house uh, values and prices dropping by well over $100,000 each. Uh, and in this area, that's a that's a huge deal. That's a big deal. And we'll see what happens to the, the housing market. That inevitably was going to happen. When the cost of money, when the cost of mortgages goes up, then you're going to slow down uh, on sales. And then, you know, at, at any point, does it become a buyer's market? I, I don't know because a buyer's market uh, implies, well, to me, uh, would imply and include a healthy, you know, mortgage market. And, and I think that remains to be seen, uh, whether or not you're going to have people that are willing to bite the bullet and say, okay, I'm getting a a deal on the house, getting a bargain or discount on the house as prices fall. But right now, do you want to reach out and grab the falling knife? Do You wait until summer of 23. Uh, a lot of people, in fact, uh, you know, this time of year, uh, houses typically don't move a lot, and it's because families don't want to move and and, and relocate and, and have their kids change schools mid-year. So that starts to happen as buyers start to look in the warmer months at the end of uh, spring and into the summer. And that's probably when we'll see uh, and get an idea of where those mortgage rates, uh, how much of an effect it's going to be uh, overall, and also we'll have an idea of Where the Fed is, because, all right, if they move a half point today uh, in 23, do they have a couple of more where they they uh, bump it uh, point two five a couple of times? And could we see mortgage rates? Could we see the average 30 year at eight percent or above? I think that's a very real possibility um, and may happen uh, sooner than later.
2: And when you see, I mean, and all this, well, not all of it, but uh, part of what will happen today is in relation to the inflation numbers yesterday. Even mm-hmm. though, no matter what they were, they ex- well, I mean, if they were, if they were going in the opposite, t- if we saw massive deflation, then you wouldn't see an increase yeah, today, right? But you saw a slight uh, decrease in the rate mm-hmm. of of uh, of the growth of inflation. Yeah. we still have inflation; prices are still going yeah, up, right? And the things that we buy, especially when you look at Natural gas. I think I told you I got my natural gas bill for November. I was like, "Whoa, yeah." It was like, "Wow, yeah." Um, and I don't believe we had some cold days, but it wasn't. We had we
0: had one or two yeah, cold was, snaps, but nothing that was long term where you're going to be right. running the heater a lot.
2: Yeah, I was. I was. I forgot what it was, but I was when I got. It, I went,
0: "Whoa, is yeah." This my,
2: what what bill is this? <laughs> right. Yeah. normally, you know, during the summer, uh, it's the hot water tank. That's yeah. it.
0: I have a cooktop that is that is gas.
2: Yeah. I just so my um, just hot water dri- and the, yeah. re- then the rest of the year too I mean it can be I have I have a gas fireplace and mm. I like to use that. So yeah. it might have been, you know, more the using the gas fireplace cuz you know just when it gets a little bit cooler I like to have, you know, like to run it just for
0: the Yeah, you know, I, the I of it. But. just now uh fired mine up <clears throat> uh day before yesterday for the first time. And just did it for a couple hours, but um, I haven't seen that bill uh, yeah. yet. So
2: and and so when natural gas has has uh, you know continues to uh, to rise, mm-hmm. uh, you have uh, fuel oil that continues mm-hmm. to go up. Diesel down yeah. diesel did come down a little bit.
0: Uh, diesel yeah. has been coming down on the national average. It's right. it's below five dollars uh, now a gallon, mm-hmm. uh, but still at a very high uh, rate. Um, you're gonna see, uh, I'd have to check oil prices in the overnight markets, but, um, one, I think, you know, again, um, and, and it, it all depends, uh, on that, uh, that drive for, uh, the demand for, uh, the, the fuel oil, the heating oil, because that's the same category as diesel. Uh, we already know that the, um, the output Right now is pretty tight uh, two other refine three refineries going offline over the last couple of years. but now as you have a growing demand for heating oil uh, and you also have you know uh, diesel in that same category, uh, that's going to draw down that that output yeah, and, and make it right. very tight and that's exactly what's going on right now. I don't know to what extent. That is remedied before the summer, in fact, I think most experts believe it won't be until we get to the warmer months
2: and so you had food prices uh, that still were high, uh groceries especially that uh, were were high uh, shelter that was high. So the things that the the things that people use on a consistent basis, again, there was a little bit uh, in energy, it went down, but again, one of the reasons they talked about diesel is is because it was has been warmer than expected, but if yeah, we get, a, right. you know, yeah. and, and now that you know that massive cold front
0: that's uh, coming through, uh, is, yeah, is is yeah. coming through, and, we'll and it's going to affect a huge chunk right. of the of the um, of the country, right. but but especially it's going to affect as you know it usually does this time of year those who use that heating oil in the Northeast, right. and and so that's what you'll see and look for diesel prices to to go up is that that demand on heating oil goes up
2: and we saw the white house as we called it earlier was almost a mission accomplished kind of press conference yeah uh you know going back a few years remember that with bush Mm -hmm. and mission accomplished
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
2: uh and it was like excuse me um uh, you the government caused the inflation that we see today don't brag too hard about having some success uh, in the problem that you caused right. and the success you're actually in order to get to the point you wish to get to, you're trading off.
1: Mm-hmm. You're
2: you're slowing down the economy right. in order to uh, attempt to tame inflation, but core CPI and actually what we call we call it here on Red Eye necessity. <laughs> yeah, right. necessity CPI mm. is still quite high. These are the things that affect people. Uh, but when I read this, uh, and this was from CNBC, they had. Uh, Robert Frick, corporate economist for the Navy Federal Credit Union, say cooling inflation will boost the markets and take pressure off the Fed for raising rates. But most importantly, this spells real relief, starting for Americans uh, whose finances have been punished by higher prices. No, it doesn't. Hmm. This isn't showing real relief because there is prices aren't the things that people really need except for gasoline that came down a little bit and maybe diesel that came down a little bit. So if you hadn't filled up your you know, your fuel oil tank in your house already in October, uh, you may have got a little bit of a, you know, uh, reprieve, but it's still higher and a lot higher than it was last year. If you're making that comparison, Americans aren't feeling any great relief because of this, because it's still going up. Prices are still increasing. They're not going down. There's not going to be deflation. So as we stated yesterday, one of the uh, problems for the administration is, you know, this whole thing was like, and then he's talking about the economy, creating 10.5 million jobs. That's a lie. They haven't yeah. created 10.5 million jobs during his, uh, when he first became uh, president. As we know, uh, these are jobs, the jobs that already existed that came back again. Right. And so he's taking credit for all of this. And and that's, you can do whatever you want. You can take credit for it.
0: But does the public feel it? That's That's the difference is that. Um, as, you know, they discussed the inflation numbers yesterday and they come out, we pointed out time and time again, for the consumer, that's behind them. That that happened in November. And they already know that. And you can say, well, the good news is you're not going to convince them because it's affecting. And, and again, there are those who uh, in the higher income level aren't as affected but those at, at, at low and, and 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 middle class incomes that are greatly affected by it and have to make serious choices, they don't care what the what the data shows on right. CNBC.
2: It's right, they, it's, and, and it's and do that's, I feel it?
0: Right, and the White House can spend it, and and there's the problem politically. When you're saying everything is great. What are you talking about? Who are you talking
2: to? Right. There's a huge disconnect. And we warned them yesterday, and it was like they went further than I thought they would go.
0: No, no, that's a good they point, went, because they, they, went, they really know. did. And and you can look, you can say uh, movement in the right direction. This is movement in the right direction. Then you move on from it. Because. Because. You know, this is uh, the everybody who's analyzing it and 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 going down each category and saying, okay, here's where it was. And you you mentioned um, heating oil, fuel oil up 65 percent year over year. Airline tickets up 36 percent year over year. These are things that and airline tickets is one thing. Not everybody flies every day or every week or even every month. But fuel oil. For those who need it that's a massive massive and and you have to pay that because you know yeah maybe warm right now maybe warmer than usual right now but it's coming at some point you're going to need to, to to heat your home and the disconnect you know this victory lap that they keep taking it's it's arrogance that frankly should be expected from joe biden and, and and his administration. Well, that's
2: just who he is. I started thinking about and and uh, you know, I I'm very price conscious. Always had been. I, I I could be a well, we've already been accused of being billionaires, <laughs> but I could be a billionaire and I'd still be price conscious. I still mm-hmm. would look at things and go, okay, that's really gone up. That's I will always be that way. It's just yeah, the way, yeah. because that's the way I've always been. I mean, probably got that, of course, from my parents. Right, you pay attention to that kind of stuff. So we've had gas prices actually drop a lot more in Texas than other places. Right. You know, we were down I think I was 260 something yesterday. $2.60 something. Right. So right. We're, and we were down as far as what? 250 $2.49 was it?
0: I paid 259 over the weekend, was it, was it, but that was a that was uh was down the road a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, but I paid I think uh the other I think yesterday or day before I paid 274 something so, like that, but, yeah.
2: So I look at it and go, okay, how do what did I notice? Well, yeah, I noticed I went to the oh, still below 3 bucks. That's good. Yeah, you know, you right. think that. And yeah. Then I went to the store and went, oh, my God,
0: look at this. Yeah. And then
2: I went home yeah. and looked at my natural gas bill. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. We didn't have any what, – what, what are you talking about? It's way over what – that's how I responded to it. So you may have one good thing that you look at gas prices, but then you notice because the other things that you need is heat and food. Yeah. And you see that and you're like, whoa. And then a lot – People probably trying to buy a little bit more for the holidays, getting ready, you know, for everything else. And all of a sudden the price and then you start thinking gifts and all that. And Mm -hmm. you talk about the middle class in this Mm -hmm. country and they're getting hit hard this holiday season. So when there's this big celebration at the White House, like we're solving the problems that we caused, Sorry, there's a disconnect there
0: again. You know, nothing wrong with saying, okay, this is a movement in the right direction. And then you move on. I'm talking politically. We know we've talked about how. Uh, the Democratic Party is responsible for the brunt of the spending here that, that caused this. But politically, how you react, because that arrogance is something that and and that arrogance goes further than politics. People that are having to make serious choices right now and you're doing a victory lap, a fake victory lap. That's insane.
2: Eight six six ninety
1: red eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: And hey, Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety uh, Red Eye. We did mention the story, but just to give you a fill-in on the details. Pennsylvania Democrat uh, John Fetterman ranks as one of this year's most stylish people, according to a New York Times styles piece that prompted a wave of ridicule online. (laughs) For wearing an oversized hoodie? Yes, he landed in the 93 most stylish people of 2022, despite his tendency to sport plain black hoodies and basketball shorts even in wintertime
0: <laughs> I didn't I didn't know it was so easy <laughs> I I would have given up trying a long time ago if I thought I could win an award for not getting dressed
2: look that's just the cherry on top of the delusional milkshake that we're dealing with on everything these days, it's like—is that a bicaramel milkshake? Bicaramel, yes. Yeah, because I'm bi- not. Yeah, bi- you, you need double. Yeah, caramel in it. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. No. No.
2: Yeah. no. Well, a noble uh, gesture by the. Uh, yeah, or a Nobel. Gesture a Nobel by, gesture by the New York. Jester or jester. jester.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.